This month, our bonus episode on Patreon is called Awakening Our Joy, focusing on the lighter side of life. Join our community of self-love leaders on Patreon, where we provide members with exclusive content, clothing, special updates, and access to our self-love movement community. Help us continue to connect, empower, and inspire others by signing up at patreon.com slash spirit of self-love podcast. Also remember to please share this podcast with anyone and everyone you love. Enjoy. Allegretto Live is a self-love coach, empowerment speaker, spiritual awakening guide, and adoptee advocate. In the self-love movement, there are no followers, only leaders, creators of their own joy, heroes of their own story, champions of a compassionate world. The Spirit of Self-Love podcast reminds us that we are all miraculous beings with purpose and can help humanity elevate and evolve by returning within. Do you remember who you really are? I heard somewhere recently that the seasons represent different aspects of the human consciousness and are manifestations of where the human collective is in terms of relationship with themselves, source, and the planet. The season of winter is a time for big transformative and painful healing, as the cold brings the darkness of avoided emotions and unconscious feelings to the surface. Cold weather activates our primal human fears of survival, security, stability, and shelter all out into the open. And there are all kinds of thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that we individually and collectively have linked to fears of our survival. For the past five months, I've been working for an organization called Common Cathedral. Their programs are in service to Boston's homeless community and utilize spirituality to build relationships between housed and unhoused communities. So the rain, the cold, and the freezing snow here in Boston have informed me of a deeper understanding of my privileges and a variety of daily things that can easily be taken for granted. The weather has also awakened within me a deeper conviction to educate myself more on the experiences of displacement and homelessness from the community of people I work with in this organization. For our community, compounding the difficulties of surviving the winter in northeastern United States with the complex feelings that come from the holiday seasons that take place from November through December, plus the variety of emotions about experiencing a new year and a new decade means that tensions in the space where we hold our programs have been high. Now there are also an abundance of beautiful, compassionate, kind, loving interactions in the space as well, but there is a heightened, tangible cloud of painful emotions and profound suffering that hangs in the air that wasn't as intense during the warmer months. 
So reflecting on the concept that colder weather represents dark aspects of human consciousness coming to the surface to be healed and seeing the truth in that, in the beautiful community I work with, I can also see it resonating in my own life. In the past couple months, I've been hit with an assortment of fears, self-limiting beliefs, negative patterns, and painful memories throughout my life that I've been working on healing and processing seriously for the past few years, all accumulating and coming to the surface at once. As another year and decade close, we open a gateway into big, beautiful chapters in our life. But before we walk through the door, we have to determine and look at the things we've outgrown and have no use for us anymore. Lately, I've been looking at the ways I've played difficult roles in the lives of others that involved toxic tendencies and abusive behavior. And this is really hard to write, and it's also hard to say out loud. But there are a few people who I had relationships with in my past who I reflect on with major guilt, regret, and shame. Where I'm at currently, I can see how the things I did were manipulative, emotionally abusive, withholding of affection, and just plain selfish. And, to be honest, even quite violent. I've been reflecting lately on the things I've done that have hurt people who I cared for so much with a lot of remorse. I've also been acknowledging to myself the ways I've been toxic without knowing it while I was doing it. There's a common quote that floats around the spiritual community that says, if you don't heal from what hurt you, you'll bleed on people who didn't cut you. When our traumas are still unhealed and we are living wounded, we can unconsciously project our negative inner patterns out into the world, which can hurt other people in the process unintentionally. And when we hurt other people, we also inflict pain on ourselves. A part of being on the self-love journey is to accept and acknowledge the ways that we may have been the toxic person to someone else, and the ways we have bled on people who didn't cut us. Sometimes when we're in our healing process, we're going to project all of our pain, resentment, guilt, shame, and apathy at other people. And I've made a lot of mistakes throughout my own grieving process. And it's unfortunate that other people can get swept up in our storms that we're working on clearing. And it's a very real result of not healing our shit. And this is also a part of accepting that we're all perfectly imperfect. 
we will all continue to make mistakes throughout our lives, and the correcting of these mistakes is where growth happens. And that's also where self-forgiveness comes in. I can acknowledge the ways I've allowed ego and inner negativity to pour out and impact the people in my life. And I haven't always made the best choices on this journey. I haven't gone through this process without offending or hurting some people. And I'd rather be honest about mistakes I've made than run from them, deny them, or suppress them. I'm not in this work of empowerment, self-love, and spiritual awakening because I'm a saint or immune to being selfish or living in my ego or making painful mistakes. I am not above tendencies of manipulation, resentment, vengeance, or withholding love from people, and no one is. But in acknowledging the ways we cause ourselves and other people pain, we can see how we aren't bad people. We're wounded people. We're misled people. We're vulnerable people. And when we feel fearful and confused, we don't always make the best choices. We are people who are born into a broken world and have been given the opportunity and responsibility to help heal it. Healing our deep inner wounds is how we correct the mistakes we made that didn't support our compassion for ourselves or people in our lives. And leaders of the self-love movement... I have a confession, and that is I have wounds that I work on. I have weaknesses and bad habits that are self-limiting and self-sabotaging. I have ways that I unconsciously and unintentionally hurt people. The relationships I've had in my life have highlighted my wounds, weaknesses, and how important it is for me and the people around me to heal ourselves. As I've spoken about quite a bit on this podcast, I'm a transnational interracial adoptee. I was an adopted infant from South Korea. Although I was raised in a financially stable, middle-class, small-town home with a couple that were eager to become parents, I experienced and internalized a lot of feelings of shame, guilt, unworthiness, anger, and grief as a result of suppressing my orphan and adoptee pain. Now as an adoptee advocate, it's my mission to bring more accurate and authentic adoption narratives to the public so that we can end the cycle of self-hatred that many adoptees experience throughout their lives. When I was younger, I wasn't invited to explore my South Korean roots. I was told many times that because my parents are white, that I should identify also as a white person because they believed that it was more favorable than for me to identify as the Asian American that I am. Whenever I would tell my family or friends that I was being racially attacked and harassed by someone, they would respond that whoever was doing it was just joking around and it wasn't a big deal. 
I didn't even acknowledge to myself that I was an adoptee until I was about 23 years old. And I had stuffed so much of myself away into deep corners of my being. I didn't realize how lonely, isolated, and rejected I felt. I did not know who I was, and I was also afraid to go looking for it, in fear of being rejected further. In my early 20s, I would wake up each morning in full-fledged anger, and I would go to sleep at night in unhealed, unacknowledged, untransformed, full-fledged anger. I was living in a state of resentment and fury for over three years, and during that time I damaged my relationships with work colleagues, roommates, friends, romantic partners, family members, and strangers I engaged with because I had a damaged relationship with my sense of self, worthiness, and forgiveness. The self-love journey and this process of restoring our inner compassion for ourselves and others involves shining light on the things that we think are too hard to look at. And some of the things that are hard to look at are the ways that we have been an outlet for toxic and negative behavior. And when we are on the receiving end of other people's toxic and negative behavior, Sometimes it is because we have learned to allow that kind of disrespect to play out in our lives. Another hard thing to look at. Sometimes we stay in unhealthy relationships because we haven't cultivated the self-respect to leave. The disrespect we allow from other people that has become a pattern we've learned to accept comes from disrespect that we've unconsciously been speaking to ourselves in our mind. Relearning self-love is relearning how to treat ourselves. It's also rediscovering how to treat our fellow humans. Ultimately, we will all find that the stronger and healthier our relationship with ourselves is, the stronger and healthier our relationships with others are. Because our external world is always a reflection of our internal world. Our external world is always a reflection of our internal world. The ways that we are damaging, harming, and hurting our relationship with ourselves, the same tendencies and behaviors will be reflected and literally played out with our relationships with other people. Because nothing and no one is separate from each other. And the phrase, everything is connected, can seem trite and cliche until we've experienced that evidence in our realities that what we play out in our mind ends up playing out in our world. And I can definitely say that in my own life, when I wasn't connected to myself or operating from a loving state of being, I wasn't attracting people into my life who respected me. I was allowing people into my life who affirmed and confirmed the disrespect I was used to treating myself with. When I was at that breakdown stage in my life that I talked about earlier, I didn't know how I was feeling it was also affecting the people in my life at the time. 
I didn't know that I was assisting in the creation of toxic, negative interactions with other people because I was being negative and toxic to myself. There was an inner crumbling and a huge renovation of my emotions, thoughts, and beliefs that I believed was only impacting my relationship with myself. Later on my journey, I realized just how devastating it was to other aspects of my life and other people who I was interacting with. Everything is connected, and our inner state of being is always literally mirrored and projected out into how we experience our reality. And it's easier to notice someone else's toxic tendencies than it is for us to recognize our own. And it can be tempting to justify our toxicity than to heal the roots of it. I wanted to blame everyone else for my own toxic behavior. And the excuse I was using was I'm being toxic because I learned this behavior from toxic people. Which might be a valid reason, but it was still an excuse I was using not to change. The better response now is... I've witnessed and have been affected by the negative forces around me, and I choose to no longer feed into them by healing my own toxic energy. And I acknowledge how my own toxic behavior has allowed me to attract negativity from the people around me, and I'm willing to forgive them and myself for that. We talk about forgiveness a lot here on Spirit of Self-Love podcast because forgiveness is a crucial act in self-compassion. Forgiveness isn't anything more mystical, profound, or wild than simply a change in perception that feels uplifting. Forgiveness is a change in perception that feels uplifting. And self-forgiveness is an act of self-love. That's where transformation happens. That's when we are able to give up our bullshit. Our toxic tendencies and behaviors that have us rolling around in the same frustrating cycles and loops. When you learn how to forgive yourself, you stop finding yourself saying, Why does this keep happening to me? When we learn how to forgive ourselves, we will stop finding ways to sabotage everything in our lives. I've hurt people on this path to remembering who I really am. I've been cold-hearted. I've been horrible to people. And if you are listening to this and I've hurt you in some way or bled on you when you didn't cut me, I'm very sorry. I can't change the past. I can't change what I did or what I said. But I can learn from all those things and choose to see and heal my wounds that created the toxic behaviors that caused that pain. And I can choose better 
every day. That means I also need to learn how to forgive myself for the ways that I've caused myself pain along this journey too. I can forgive myself for the times that I've stood in my own way and prevented myself from being seen or being in my authenticity, my authority, my power. Because while I can acknowledge and recognize when I've been a toxic person to others, I also have to acknowledge and recognize that I've been a toxic person to myself. The more I learn to forgive myself, the more I choose to see and perceive myself differently, correctly. I choose to acknowledge the ways I have internalized pain and how I developed a false sense of self because I chose to believe more in my shame, guilt, anger, and sadness than acceptance and compassion for myself. I choose love now. I choose to greet my life with healing and to reconcile the inner suffering I caused to myself and the outer suffering I caused to people who I cared about. And in this self-loving act of forgiveness and acknowledgement, I remember how my relationship with myself is in direct connection to my relationship with the people in my life. In choosing forgiveness, I remember that I have the power to change for the better. I deserve to forgive myself as much as people who made me feel small deserve my forgiveness too. And self-forgiveness is always reclaiming our power. Addressing the toxic behavior, beliefs, and thoughts that are within each of us allows us to dive deeper into the awareness that all of us are fundamentally human and share these similar behaviors, beliefs, and thoughts that don't always serve our highest good. But we can work on them each day. Forgiveness restores our awareness of our true innocence, the pure innocence that is always within us. Forgiveness relinquishes our inner guilt against ourselves and replaces it with an elevated understanding that who we really are isn't what we've experienced, isn't our environment, and isn't our body. We are innocence. Realigning to that truth allows us to reset the score against ourselves. We wipe our own slate clean and allow ourselves to change our perception and to choose love. Once I decided to transform my relationship with myself by looking at, acknowledging, and healing these deeper wounds, everything in my life also transformed for the better too. Thank you for listening today. You are loved so profoundly. Thank you for being here at this time to assist in the evolution of humanity. Thank you for being a leader of the self-love movement. Remember who you really are. Love always. And I'll meet you at the next one.